everybody. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode 60. Better grab your Oshkosh Bagosh. Better grab your backward sports jersey and your puffy starter jacket because we're going to watch, or we have watched, Kid 90. Yes, that is the title. There we go. Kid 90. You might not know what it is, but it's a, it's a documentary film by uh, Soleil Moonfry. That's a cool name right there. Soleil. What? Yeah, it's a cool name. What's your name is Soleil. Ole, all right. <laughs> tell me why. Soleil, uh, Soleil, Soleil, Soleil. <laughs> Released March 12th, 2021. Uh, directed by Soleil Moon Fry. Starring Soleil Moon Fry and a lot of mofos. Um, and it's uh, it was produced by, I don't even know how you pronounce that. Is it Apian? Appian Way, the Leonardo DiCaprio company. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. Appian, Apian. Anyways, uh, documentary film made with all this 90s footage that like, she just like filmed everything. And you, you know, she was Punky Brewster. I, I didn't watch that show, but I, I was aware of that character as a kid in the 90s. Uh, yeah, just filmed everything. And I had this giant archive and started going through it and she was going to do something with it, make a film, and then it's going to be about all her friends, but ended up being about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how it started. Uh, this thing wasn't a, what I was expecting. Yeah, I, me either. Yeah, I wasn't expecting what I got. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, it was very much just about her life. I thought it was going to be about the 90s kind of retrospective look mm-hmm. at the 90s and being a kid in the 90s um very much about her uh but that's okay because i found the the footage so uh captivating of seeing these stars mm-hmm. as kids that it like kept you going through the parts that were solely like her talking or telling her story to get to the next little bit of uh footage because that footage is really cool yeah I remember like when it ended, we kind of looked at Sarah and we were kind of discussing it and it, we kind of both felt like, you know, at the end of the day, if you were around her in her life and she's one of the people that she talks about, um, this was probably really cool. I mean, even in the credit scene, she's like, oh, and like a lot of people, are like, oh, you have this photo or oh my gosh, look at me and this, like she has all this stuff that's like very nostalgic for these people. Um, so I think that for them, this movie probably works in a lot of ways because it's about their life and it's kind of cool to reflect. But for <laughs> us, people who are kind of detached from all this, it was kind of like, that was kind of neat, I guess. Like it, it felt like it was a project for them and not necessarily for like a general audience. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it felt a little weird. Um, and we were talking like, I don't know if it would work, but it would have been a cool um experiment that like what if that whole film was just documentary footage there's no talking heads there's no explaining things like because a lot of the footage kind of tells the story like it'll say oh i felt insecure about my body you know but in the footage she's kind of very clear that she's insecure about her body it's like we, we kind of don't need the talking head about that we kind of get it so it'd be kind of fascinating to see if like they did the whole documentary with just footage and just kind of <clears throat> laid out a story that way um, again, I don't know if that would have worked. It could have been boring, but 
I thought that would have been an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, she was a uh, in the interview. A couple of them, like Brian Austin Green, has a modern day interview. Uh, he's from Nine Hundred Two One Zero, and I loved him in that Terminator show, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Um, who else has modern day interviews? That guy who plays a uh, Zach from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, has some mo- modern interviews. Stephen Dorff. Which, yeah. man, I wish Stephen Dorff was more and more stuff. He's fucking, seems like, uh, he's a really good actor. I wish he got more yeah. shit. And then you get to see, you know, every, is it like Leonardo DiCaprio is in the footage. Mm-hmm. Everybody, man, that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, she's, she's a child actor, and then she wasn't getting any roles. And she grew up, and it goes over in detail. Like, oh, man, I grew up and people said, <laughs> people would see me and be like, oh, you really grew up? And it's just a way to say, man, you have big boobs. Yeah. A, she started developing and then uh, she got a plastic surgery, did a breast reduction. I rem- I was just thinking um, the super bad thing. It's like, why would somebody mutilate their body like that? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it can be a good thing. It not only makes them more supple, you <laughs> helps them run better <laughs> but to frame this i'm younger than this this woman so I, I did think she was pretty hot back in the day i was always younger than her okay <laughs> i wasn't looking at <laughs> punky brewster you know what i mean yeah uh so i thought that was interesting to go into that uh She's when she has the footage, it's like Sally Jesse Raphael or something. She's like on the talk show. It's like teenage plastic surgery. Jesse looked at that part. She's like, did, did she have plastic surgery? And I was like, yeah. She's like, what? It's like breast reduction. And she's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so you, you know, you always think of these celebrities. That she, I'm sure she thought she got a nose job or something, you know? All right. <clears throat> then, um, oh yeah. And she starts, she, she alludes to a lot of stuff in this, uh, but doesn't outright say it. Um, do you remember the part where she's like, she talk about, she finally lost her virginity to a, um, this 29 year old. And then later in the movie, she's like, uh, and then I met back up with the guy years later who, uh, I lost my virginity to and we went to a Yankees game and it was magical. And then it shows a picture of the Yankees game and it's uh, Charlie Sheen yeah. and her. And I was like, wait a, wait a minute. And at that point, she had just moved to New York. And in the timeline, she said, years later, I met back up with him. And she just moved to New York and she was like 19. I was like, I was like so you're telling me Charlie Sheen took your virginity at 29 and you were underage. Is what you're saying, and now putting in this video, it's like I believe you. <laughs> it's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> um, yeah, he so shows up. Just... He shows up uh, through audio before the game. Like, I think she's playing oh, answering. Have... Yeah, she's playing like answering machines, and he's just like, "Hey, it's Charlie Sheen here," and he's just like being kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is this angle? And then, yeah, as, as it kind of progresses, you start to figure out like, oh, they had like a, this weird on and off. Uh, yeah, love relationship thing that that's not really explored that 
that much in the documentary is kind of more of alluded to the Yankee game is probably the most they even go into detail, but yeah, there's just like, she plays a couple of voicemails of him just <laughs> being a fucking weird ass Charlie Sheen. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> so that part took me back. And then, um, there was another part that took me back when she's talking about, um, she, she was, uh, a virgin for a long time. She says, and then she had a boyfriend and they're, Things were getting hot and heavy, and she thought she was ready. And so, you know, they're in bed, but then she decided she wasn't ready and tried to push him off. And uh, he's, she said that uh, he penetrated her once and then, like, left the room. Um, I thought that was a weird thing because as I'm going through the journey, I'm like, yeah, call him out. Call this ass out. Because I'm calling out everybody in this. He's showing everybody. Charlie Sheen had sex with me. He was 29. I was 16. It's like, but she won't say who that was. And I was disappointed. I was like, oh man, call this mofo out. Yeah. Put If you're going to tell the whole story, tell the whole story, put it out here. Let us shame this person. We, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure we know him. And then she just kind of moves on from that. Yeah. But uh, I wish she would have called that one out. She didn't really call out Charlie either. I don't think she ever uses his name. It's just, uh, yeah, she says like, an, she I think I she just says did. an older actor, but then she yeah. does because she shows the picture. So it's like, mm-hmm. you, you are calling him out. You show a picture of him at the, anyways. Uh, no, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought some of it was kind of slow when we're getting through the extremely personal stuff, but what a crazy weird life. Like, and then she dated that guy from uh, uh, House of Pain. Oh uh, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, who is this guy? And she said, and then she deeds it. She's like, oh, and they were a house of pain, and their their hit was getting huge. Jump around. I was like, oh shit, that guy jump around. <laughs> <laughs> I came to get down. I was like, that's a weird, wild ride. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was confusing me because I'm. I don't think it's the lead guy from House of Pain because House of Pain, the lead guy, went on to be Everlast, and he had that acoustic song in the early 2000s what it's like i think it was just called so this guy i think was like a side dude because i don't think it's the everlast guy i'd have to look it up but because i know that he's also been on rogan before and they've talked about house of pain and everlast and it doesn't look like him but i could be wrong i think it was oh it was okay well i'm gonna look danny boy o'connor was his name american rapper member of hip-hop group house of pain uh, it was a mastermind of House of Pain. Uh, I mean, I'm not familiar with House of Pain. I don't know how many members they had. Yeah, so Everlast, the House of Pain guy, I guess the face of House of Pain, uh, his name is Eric Francis Schrode. Yeah, Danny Boy met Eric Schrode and asked him to join his hip-hop group. While in House of Pain, Danny Boy acted as the hype man, second MC. Okay, so the Eric must have been the main MC then. And he's the hype man. So she dated the hype man. Yeah. <laughs> the tall ass hype man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that said, you know, after he's done rapping, I would say, jump around. Yeah. I thought <laughs> no, his... he's, he's the one that goes, jump, 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 <laughs> jump, jump, jump. He's just in the back. Everybody jump. He's in the back, like gargling mouth. Oh, <laughs> jump, jump. <laughs> Yeah, I I, um, I found his inclusion to the story pretty um, 
pretty refreshing. I think he he was a pretty interesting dude. He seemed like yeah. a fun fun guy. <laughs> Sounds like he went through a dark dark time where they kind of veered off, and uh, it was really cool to come back when they reunite at the end. Yeah, that um, was cool. That was really cool. I liked him a lot. I, th- I was thinking she must be single or something, right? Because when they meet back up, they're all holding hands, hugging and stuff. And I was like, I was like, I was just thinking in my mind, she's got to be single, but she, she's got all these kids. It's like, ain't no way you got a husband or something. You just met up with this old boyfriend from years ago and you're, you're doing all this, right? Because yeah. I thought it would have been even, even greater, even better for the film if they would have got back together. <laughs> we could see that, you know what I mean? Just like they, they meet back yeah. up and hey, Things are clicking again and boom, bada bing, bada boom. Right. Jump, jump, jump. Another ass, another chunk of the movie that I that I liked, and you know, I, I said at the, the top of this that you know most of this didn't really click with me, just because, like I said, I just feel like this is kind of more of a vanity project in, in a sense of like this is for the people that are around. Um, but there was a chunk, a little small chunk of this movie where I thought it was pretty relatable, which is when she goes to New York and kind of teams up with a bunch of skater people and just like the, the environment that they filmed in, it's felt very, uh, very familiar with kind of my teenage years my kind of early twenties. Um, cause you and I, and my old friends, we all skateboarded and hung out in a house and we partied a lot and had a lot of fun. So that yeah. was a lot of that was kind of relatable. The cast of kids. Yeah. The cast of kids. Like a lot of them were in kid. I've never seen that movie. Um, have you seen that movie? I've seen bits and pieces. I don't think I've actually sat down and watched it from uh, front to beginning or front this, to end. This, what I know of kids is just that reference in that Eminem song. I think it's Guilty Conscience. Dr. Dre's like, ain't you seen that movie, kids? <laughs> Eminem's like, no, but I've seen the porno. It's on Nubian. <laughs> <laughs> That's my knowledge of kids. It's like how I knew the movie existed. Mm. <clears throat> but yeah, these skateboard dudes. And then like two of them die. Uh, there's a lot of people who died that she knew. A lot yeah. of these 90s people. Um, that one guy, Jonathan Brandis, she dated him. He was a kind of a big deal for a second. Um, like a heartthrob type Jonathan Taylor Thomas guy. Yeah, he looked really uh, familiar, but it was just like one of those. He looks like so many different actors from back then. Yeah. I couldn't like. Do you remember what he, he was, was in? That he was in the movie that I remember most from was from the Chuck Norris movie, like Sidekicks, where it's like him and Chuck Norris, like both throwing a high kick on the front of the video. Hmm. That's what I remember him most from. Yeah, I'm gonna look. Up he, the- he, he did some other stuff, but Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, he was a. He was kind of becoming the. the what's that guy's name? Sawa, uh, yeah, he's kind of he's Devin Sawa. He's kind of becoming that guy, the young team heartthrob. And then he uh, committed suicide, which is pretty sad. His parents uh, approved the footage being used to him. I guess they dated, and then she has all these uh, messages from him that it's pretty cool to hear. It's like, hey, you're not home, oh, man. Well. <laughs> you need a pager because I want to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll try later. He seems like a cool kid. Yeah. Uh, I guess they talked about getting married and all this stuff. Um, so then, I have it up here. Uh, we probably know him best for uh, He was in the never ending story sequel. And he was oh. also in the it miniseries, the Tim Curry 
it mm. version. He played uh, young Bill. And then he's just like in a lot of TV, some Wonder Years. He was a voice in Ghostbusters. Um, but yeah, I think I think um, Never Ending Story and It is probably what I know him from. Yeah. Never Ending Story. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who is uh, it's him? Oh, yeah, there's some other people that committed suicide she knew. And it, uh, it's, it's a funny thing, uh, retrospective. Because <clears throat> she's like looking back at the footage, she's like, and she's like, now I realize uh, they're all crying for help. Yeah. And I just, I just didn't hear him because she's like, she, she shows footage. She's the one thing she asked that a lot of people is what's your, what, what did she ask? It was like, what's your, what's your philosophy, philosophy of life? For, yeah. For, yeah. And she asked one of these guys who ended up committing suicide. And he's like, uh, I don't have one. That's why I, that's why I hate my life or something like that. And then he goes on about how he doesn't like life and he kind of wishes it would be over. Yeah. It's, did he say like, like he attempted? Like, yeah. Yeah, then uh, she's like filming. That's that's funny, Josh. Anyway, <laughs> hey, and she kind of just goes on with her life. All right, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dark. Next, <laughs> looking for fun stuff. Hello, side of the camera. <laughs> uh, it's really yeah. It's kind of sad, man. It's like a lot of people would be like, you don't know what depression looks like. You know, with the when it happened with the. Uh, Chester Bennington, you know, people uh, show the footage, like the last footage of him is remember his wife posted. She's like, this is what depression looks like. And he's ha he's ha smiling. Looks like he's having a good time. And, you know, a lot of people say that, but then there's this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes it looks like what it is. So this guy's yeah. like, yeah, I kind of want to die. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. And then she walks I away. I was kind of hoping you'd talk to me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's pretty messed up looking to and like two people do that. Another person does that to her. Yeah. Goes on this like little tirade about it. <clears throat> that's, that's pretty sad. That was a heartfelt moment that you could tell that she's like, feels bad looking through that footage. Like, wow, they like told me they wanted to die. Mm -hmm. And I just moved on to the next conversation. Um, ba -bum -bum. Oh, it's, it's funny the people's reaction to her having a camera. Cause it, it looks like most of the time she has that weird camera where it's like, a tablet you know and the yeah. side goes up and down and it's probably it's got the big screen on the back like you don't even have a viewfinder you just kind of hold it and look which was a pretty unique camera they never really made them like that or since it was kind of a one and done it's because she'll come up to people what is that is that a camera <laughs> that let me see the other uh, the other end of that <laughs> whoa it's an image <laughs> it's just funny people's reaction yeah, she even kind of goes into it of like, you know, back then, you know, no one cared. It was just like, yeah, it's just a person with a video camera. Nowadays, people are nervous, like, hey, turn it off. I don't want to get, you know, it's like almost used yeah. as a tool now and versus uh, something to record, you know, in a moment. Uh, I thought that was kind of a fascinating thought. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then I thought Brian Austin Green was a good part of this movie. I loved all his stuff and talking it's a nice and, studio uh, <laughs> yeah for the music he makes i guess <laughs> he's like uh 
That was pretty funny. That one part. It's like, yeah, I just dropped my hip hop album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People hated it. <laughs> it's the first time I failed at something. Won't be the last, buddy. Hold on. <laughs> they even like use uh, reviews, and it's like the worst fucking album of the nineties. Oh yeah, it was like the, <laughs> it's like Jesus, the poor man's vanilla ice. Because <laughs> that totally made me want to look up, look it up though, yeah. and see what it sounds like. Because at the time when he made it, God, that he was goofy as hell. Mm-hmm. And it shows him like if they're at like Disneyland or something. He's like, hey man, it's Brian here. We're gonna have some fun, bro. <laughs> he's just super tiny. And he's got the big swishy right. hair. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty awesome because she's like, "You were always there." Who was always there? Brian was always there throughout the years, and they had a pretty heartfelt moment about that. Mm. Yeah, good for you, Brian, and fuck MGK and what's her name too? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was his wife's name? Damn it, I have no idea. From uh, Transformers, uh, Megan Fox. Yeah, Megan Fox. They were married for a while. And they just recently got divorced and now she's dating MGK and doing all sorts of weird shit. I feel like she's having this midlife crisis. She's yeah. trying to be cool and young again. And it's just weird. Talk about someone trying to reach out. <laughs> <laughs> like MGK. She just has an affinity for shitty white rappers, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's always good to see David Arquette. He's always he's oh, yeah. always a fascinating <laughs> fascinating individual. What the hell, bro? Uh, he is so weird. It was I, crazy to time, see him on camera being like, it was weed, and then it was shrooms, and then it was crack, and then it was coke, and then his hair. Like it's kind of kind of um kind of sad to see him kind of on camera reliving some of that those times. Yeah. Well, he never did. I don't think he said heroin. He just named off all the ones he did in his cocaine then you know that turns to crack that's about all i did though (laughs) that's enough (laughs) it's enough um yeah the whole time i'm watching that i'm like art isn't aren't they still married him and courtney cox Mm. oh i think they i don't know every time i even it's on the the news it's like off and on i don't think they are if they are i I thought i think they are and when i was watching this was like what is she doing what is she seeing this dude this guy is weird as hell yeah, she seems pretty normal from what I've seen. But who knows? Uh, obviously, has a much more wholesome image than him. Um, but yeah, he's sitting there. I mean, Jesse was like, he looks like he's on drugs right now. <laughs> he was, he was kind of <laughs> talking yeah. and shaking and yeah. moving around. A little sweaty, his hair slicked back. Yeah, I used to do drugs. <sighs> I still do, but I also used to. <laughs> but yeah, he's he, he didn't look good. He's all swollen and fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if that's because he's sober, good for him. So that's the yeah. good fat you want, but I don't know. It didn't look that sober to me. But yeah, that's a weird dude. He didn't do a lot of interviews because not, I imagine not a lot of people ask him. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a way. He's like a wrestler too. I think there's a documentary about him. It's like, I can't, you can't kill David Arquette or something along yeah, those like lines. Yeah, like he wanted to wrestle and they're going to try wrestling. That actually looked like a good doc. I yeah. watched the pr- trailer for that. Hey, Officer Doofy. <laughs> Officer Doofy. <laughs> Oh shit. Uh, um yeah, what else is in there that caught your eye? Um, I'm trying to I'm actually to be honest with you, I'm trying to remember how it ends. Like I know they kind of wrap things up. I mean, I guess it ends with her reuniting with um the Jump. hype man. <laughs> <laughs> but Jump. yeah, I mean it's kind of just at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, oh, 
you know, all my friends needed help and I didn't catch it and it was sad and I'm glad we got these it, moments. And, and then it plays that song and it fades to black. All my friends are dead. <laughs> all my friends are dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. This movie has like three endings. They have, they have the end credits of like the credits oh, yeah, going yeah. and then like them talking to one another, showing stuff. And then it ends again with a slideshow. It's like panning over these photos. Yeah. It does the in memory mm-hmm. of, and then it's like, it just keeps going like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> like the brady bunch they start they put the squares there oh yeah yeah. everyone was sad in the 90s that's <laughs> the 90s man it was sad it was always raining grunge was big every song was about just sad crap <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of people couldn't handle it i'm glad i wasn't that old in the 90s you know, i was really young so i wasn't having a good time why is everybody so sad come on y'all <laughs> Turtles is about to be on. Yeah. He's out there fucking watching Power Rangers and running around the yard. <laughs> this is real fun. It's morphin' time. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be sad in the 90s. They had the best Happy Meals of all time in the 90s. It's time to be happy. <laughs> Back when a Happy Meal had a real toy in it. Yeah. That to- toy in a Happy Meal in the 90s would cost you $9.99 now. Intricate ass action figure with a fucking play set. <laughs> Comes with a hat. Uh, the ice cream machine always worked. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, this was, I, uh, this was good. It. I don't know. I'm like split on it because on one hand, you know, I don't know. It was fine. It was very different. Yeah, it wasn't what I thought. If it was what I thought, I think it would have been even better. Just a unbridled look at life of the '90s. And, you know that yeah. that the title "Kid '90s" and then the trailer is kind of what I thought. So a lot of the trailer was the footage, and then the title "Kid '90." I thought '90s was. I mean, '90s was a focal point of it, but it ended up being about her. Really. Yeah. Um. I, I did like the end when it has all the people that are kind of uh, talking behind the scenes. That was like some of my favorite parts. Uh, what's that guy's name? St- uh, Steven Dorf. Steven Dorf. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like an asshole. Um, and it's funny because in, in that part, he's like, did you think I was an asshole? She's like, yeah, I thought you were an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you seem like an asshole, man. <laughs> the characters you play this interview yeah. right now. <laughs> Seems like a badass. He seems just like an introverted <laughs> badass, like the quiet, strong, the strong, quiet type. Like I don't know why she would even want to attempt to talk to you now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, do you want to do this interview? I'm surprised he said yes. Fuck no, I don't even act. I don't want to do your stupid documentary. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Come on over. That <laughs> <laughs> was a <Yeah>. blade. <laughs> blade, blade. Yeah, he was shitting blade. Another thing, like I don't know. I didn't say this. I should have said this at the top. You you said it, but I um, I forgot to say it. But I have no attachment to to Punky Brewster. I didn't even know who the fuck it was until I sat down and watched this. The name sounded familiar. Like when you said Punky Brewster, when we first started talking about this film, um, the name sounded familiar. But I didn't watch the show. I didn't even know what the fuck it was until I sat down. Um, so for someone like me who doesn't have an attachment to her or that character... I don't know if it did a quite a good job to get me moved, you know, to watch this whole thing. I, I imagine if like you grew up on Punky Brewster and you loved her and that character and you followed her throughout the nineties, 
maybe this documentary would have hit a little harder um, or been a little more intriguing. But to me, the, to me personally, the most fascinating parts of this was to see the people that I know that I'm fans of in their younger years, like seeing David Arquette yeah. in his fucking teens or DiCaprio off to the side. Cause they don't, he doesn't even speak. He's only in two shots that I counted. He's like riding he a fucking carnival once. ride. And then, it Oh, maybe something. he does. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, it's, it's weird. DiCaprio. It's like Gilbert great DiCaprio. He's, yeah. You can't Early even Titanic. imagine him being a, being a, Oh, even. Yeah. Or even before oh, that, before that. Yeah. Mark Titanic Wahlberg shows up. <clears throat> yeah. He's Mark Wahlberg for a little bit. Yeah, which is weird. I was just like, man, she just loves these weird white rappers, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, just to be my attachment to her, I didn't, I didn't, I've never seen the show. I just like, I remember knowing about being aware of her in pop culture because I remember like in you, we would call girls that had pigtails, we call them like Punky Brewster because that was mm-hmm. that was the look. Right. I'd never seen the show. I didn't know who she was. Like I had seen her like on TV and stuff. I had, I kind of knew what Punky Brewster looked like, but I that's about as far as my knowledge went mm-hmm. on that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Come on, let's review this damn thing. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, my I think my review score has probably changed during this discussion. Hmm. I came in here thinking one thing. I think I'm talked myself out of it. Uh, I, I'm gonna go six point seven. Mm. I came in here thinking a seven, like a seven one, but after talking through it, it is pretty. Uh, I don't know how much of appeal this will have. I enjoyed it, um, but even for a documentary, is it that great? The footage definitely makes this movie. You know, without this footage, I ain't even watching this. So forget this. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. I'll jump around before I do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but I do think it's close to a seven. So I'm going to give it a high six because I, I did enjoy it. I was 6.8. 6.8? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was hovering around a 6.5, which I think is what I'm going to uh, stick with. Um yeah, just to kind of re- reiterate my thoughts on it, which is that like I'm not attached to this character. I don't know who she was, and I don't know if the film that they gave me was captivating enough as a non-fan. And I also think that like as a viewer, I don't think it hits as hard as maybe some of these other people that um, were in this stuff. It probably would have landed a little harder for those celebrities or people who were around. Um, but there are, like I said, there are kernels of stuff that I found interesting. Um, but for the most part, I don't know. It, it was, a, I think it was an hour and 15 minutes, but it felt two hours. You know what I mean? Like it felt longer than, than it actually was. Yeah. It's like 71 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say <laughs> as we're closing though, as like a side note, cause this is kind of related. It's another nineties documentary, but there's a nineties documentary on HBO max that, um, if you were a fan of this or just like, you know, nostalgic, um, nineties stuff. Um, there's a documentary on HBO all about Woodstock 1999, which I didn't know anything about. Um, and apparently that was a fucking complete disaster. And it's uh, a pretty fascinating documentary. There's there's some issues I have with the documentary. There's a lot of social commentary mixed in it that I don't think they really needed. But 
at the same time, I think it kind of gives context to what, where we were as a society in the nineties, but if you can kind of get past some of the social stuff inside that documentary, I highly recommend it, especially to see like corn and Limp Biscuit at a fucking Woodstock, just killing it. It's a uh, pretty fascinating. So I, I recommend yeah. that if you're uh, into nineties stuff, I have to check that out. So yeah, uh, go check it out. Kid 90. If you grew up in the nineties or maybe you were only an adult in the nineties, I, th- I think there's something in it. You'll get something from it a little bit. Uh, it's worth a watch if you have any interest in her or just seeing some of this old archived footage of these, these actors. And some of them are gone. Some of them are still around and it's kind of cool mm. to see that footage definitely captivated you and keep, keeps you going through it. It's like, she starts talking and it's in pre- present time. I'm like, get back to the footage. Let's go. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, check it out. And uh, please watch the videos. Please like and subscribe. As always, we're on Spotify and Apple. Uh, if you prefer to just uh, listen and you like the ASMR version of our show, and it's very calming. Be careful. Don't, don't listen to it while you're driving. You might fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and someone so, lied. Uh, yeah. Be careful where you listen. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we enjoy doing this for y'all. We enjoy having you. Uh, So please hang out with us on whatever platform you like. I I always say I always forget we do an audio version. So I kind of sometimes I do a little too animated and I don't. We need to have a. Brian's pretty good at, I'll do something. He's like, okay, yeah, he's, he's uh, mimicking this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of narrating right, it sometimes yeah. when I just uh, go off. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Check it out. Kid 90, uh, 6.8, 6.5. Those are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good scores. Uh, surprising. Go watch it. Surprise yourself. So uh, what was a 90s thing? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of 90s things they said. But anyways, uh, till next time, uh, Da Bomb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good like, exit. I always want to remember the, the Truman Show. Uh, see him. Oh, I don't I see it. I love that little bit. I wish I, I got to remember I, I always try to remember it. And in case I don't see you tomorrow, yeah, have a good, <laughs> good morning afternoon, or good whatever. Morning, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, See ya. Peace.